0: Well, let's now turn to the Word of God again, as we will spend a few moments uh, reflecting on the passage of Luke chapter 8 from verse 40 up to verse 48. So that will be our passage. It's a very well-known story, but the Word of God always surprises us and we always have something new to learn. Even with a very well-known story, I'm sure there's something new that we can all learn. And even if you heard everything that I said, it's good to remind yourself some things, isn't it? So let's read together Luke chapter 8 from verse 40. So Luke 8:40 says, "Now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And there came a man, a man named Jairus, who was a ruler of the synagogue, and falling at Jesus' feet, he implored him to come to his house, for he had." an only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she was dying. And as Jesus went, the people pressed around him. And There was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years. And though she had spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment, and immediately her discharge of blood ceased. And Jesus said, Who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowd surround you and are pressing in you. But Jesus said, someone touch me for I perceive the power has gone out from me. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. Declare in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and now she had been immediately healed and how she had immediately healed and he said to her daughter your faith has made you well go in peace and we ask the lord to bless the reading of his word to our hearts so here my friends we have Jairus J- Jesus has been asked by Jairus a ruler of the synagogue a very important man to come and heal his daughter right so that's the kind of context we are here and Luke tells us that as as Jesus went Uh, The people pressed around him. And as I mentioned in the catch talk, all the translations say that as Jesus was on his way, the the crowds almost crushed him. So, mobbed, loads of people. So, in that crowd, there's a woman who has been subject to bleeding for 12 years. It's a horrendous situation. And she is desperate. It's clear from the text that she is desperate. And we know also from the Gospel of Mark that she she has suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and has spent all she had. And in fact, she she was lavish in her spending. No expense was spared at all in her attempt to, to get better, to get well, to be healed. But yet, instead of getting better, she has gone worse and worse and worse. And to make things even worse for her, her problem is not only physical. Because under the ceremonial law of Leviticus 15 and onwards, she is considered unclean. So she's considered unclean and she's treated almost like a leper. And because of her uncleanness, she, she's not allowed to take part in the temple or in the synagogue worship. She's not even allowed to worship. And her family and friends and acquaintance, they keep away from her. Because if she touches any of them, they are also considered unclean. And they will also not be allowed to take part in the worship in the temple and so on. So this poor woman... She's, she's an outsider, she's an outcast, she's an outcast to the synagogue, to the community, or even her family, not even her family was allowed to touch her. So no wonder she's desperate, no wonder she's desperate, no one wants her, not even her God wants her, she thinks. So no wonder she is desperate. So, as the crowd presses around Jesus, as I said, she gets close to Him and simply touches the edge of His cloak. Simple touch. Because she knows she she cannot come straight to Him, right? If she comes openly, the people who know her might not allow her to get close to Jesus and she could even get punished. She, She would get punished, certainly, if people... Find out that she's there touching people. She's unclean. She should not be there. But she goes anyway. But she has to kind of sneak up on Jesus as part of the crowd. Getting close to him. Surrounding him. And additionally, I would imagine that she does not want the, the embarrassment of explaining her illness in front of... Thousands of people in front of everyone. So she prefers the secret touch. That was her strategy. Secret touch. And the Bible tells us that when she touches Jesus, immediately, it's incredible, immediately her discharge of blood ceased. Immediately, not after a while, after a week, after a month, no, immediately she was healed. Incredible. And this sounds kind of magical, doesn't it? Immediately, she was healed. All we have to do is touch the Master. Touching the Master leads to the automatic flow of healing power from Him to the sufferer. Two chapters earlier, Luke has this to say in Luke 6, 19. He says, And all the crowds sought to touch him, for power came out from him and healed them all. Again, it sounds like magic, doesn't it? But back to our text now quickly. The Bible is very clear here. Luke says, She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. Then Jesus asks, Who touched me? Who touched me? And you know, my friends, Jesus did not ask this because he didn't know the answer. That's very clear. After all, he knows all things and sees all things. And all that what all that woman did was to touch the edge of his cloak. And if you imagine, this is not something an ordinary person would feel or be aware of. I don't think I would realize. Someone come behind me and like, lightly touch the edge of my jacket. But Jesus knew someone did this. And he even knew who did it. Because he said, someone touched me, for I perceive the power has gone out from me. So his question was, who touched me? Again, Jesus, Jesus did not ask this out of ignorance. He did not ask this because he wanted to know the answer. Jesus asked this to make a point. Jesus asked this to demonstrate his grace and mercy. His wonderful grace and wonderful mercy. So let me get at this by asking you a question that might surprise you. So I want to ask you, who really did the touching then who really did the touching in our answer to this our answer to this question showed that this woman's healing was not magical at all rather it shows that the healing took place by grace and through faith by grace and through faith So who really did the touching? Again, Jesus says, someone touched me, for I perceive the power has gone out from me. And let there be no mistake here, my friends. This is the power of the Lord. This is the power of the Lord that he's talking about here. And the power of the Lord does not flow involuntarily from one person to the next. The power of the Lord is not summoned by magic. Man cannot call it whenever he wants. The power of the Lord cannot be manipulated, cannot be controlled. And we have a few examples in the Bible of people trying to manipulate God's power or to buy God's power. And I'll give you a few examples. A few examples in the Old Testament. First, Numbers 22, there's two guys called Balaam and Balak. And they tried to do this. Four times they tried to summon down curses of God upon Israel. Then they discover they cannot curse those who God has not cursed. And they cannot denounce those whom the Lord has not denounced. So they fail miserably trying to manipulate God's power here. Not the example of the Old Testament, Hophni and Phinehas, the uh, sons of Eli, the high priest. They also tried to do this. They thought that if they took the Ark of the the Covenant into battle, the Lord would give Israel victory. They thought God's power and honor and majesty was tied to the box and could be controlled and manipulated, and they failed miserably too. One quick example from the New Testament, Book of Acts chapter 8, do you remember Simon the sorcerer? He wanted to buy, buy the power of the Holy Spirit, so that everyone on whom he lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit and peter condemned him for thinking that he could buy and control and manipulate the power of god so my point is church that god's power is never out of control god's power is never out of control in our reading the original greek in its tense makes plain makes it clear the power was deliberately sent out from Jesus and by Jesus, so in other words, it was Jesus' intention, his plan, his purpose to heal that poor woman. So knowing what we know about the power of God, we have to say then that it was a case of Jesus touching the woman. Rather than the woman touching Jesus. And it was by grace. It was by grace that Jesus touched her with His power. Wonderful. It was by grace, pure grace, wondrous wondrous grace, beautiful grace that the woman was healed by the wonder-working power of God. And not only did God's wonder, working power flow to the woman by grace, but Jesus says it was also through faith. Notice what Jesus says to the woman, daughter, verse 48, daughter, your faith has made you well. Daughter, your faith has made you well. She was healed by grace. And through faith, Jesus touched her with his power. And by faith, she embraced that power. She responded. And you know, by this time in, in his ministry, uh, lots of people have heard of Jesus. His reputation was growing. He was quite famous. And they follow him from place to place everywhere Jesus went a big massive gathering of people would follow him in Luke 4 verse 40 tells us that now when the sun was setting all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them one chapter After that says uh, Luke five fifteen, but now even more the report about him, about Jesus went abroad, and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. Luke chapter six, one more example says and he came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples, and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear Him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all the crowds sought to touch Him, for power came out from Him and healed them all. So my friends, everyone, it seems, wanted to touch and to be touched by Jesus. And this woman, this poor woman, obviously heard of jesus and when she hears that he is in her town she decides that she has to touch him why because she believes that when she touches him the power of god will make her well she has faith that the power of god will make her well It's not maybe, she was certain, she has faith, she was sure that the power of the Lord would make her well. So after all, my friends, who really did the touching? And I would say that Jesus did by grace and the woman did too by faith. And what happens? What happens when the power of God, by grace, through faith, flows from Jesus to this poor woman? Verse 48, again, Jesus uses the word peace. What a wonderful word. Jesus uses the word peace. He says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Go in peace. You know, peace means wholeness. Peace means fullness. It means there is the Hebrew concept of shalom. This woman is made whole and full. And we can identify very quickly three areas in which the woman is given Peace. She's giving peace with herself first. She's giving peace with her people and society she was living in, and peace with God. So, first of all, she is giving peace with herself. Luke tells us that immediately, as we spoke about a few minutes ago, immediately her discharge of blood ceased. And remember, she. She has gone to doctors for 12 years. She spent a fortune trying to get better. She's probably broke now. And none of those doctors were able to do anything for her. But now with a simple touch, with a simple touch, she is healed. What a blessed relief for this woman. Can you imagine? No more cramps. No more pain, no more agony, no more doctors, no more treatments. An instant miracle like that, instant healing. And she got peace with herself because of that. Secondly, and this is a point that we can apply greatly to us. So secondly, she is giving peace with her people do you notice what jesus does here my friends he makes her do the one thing she does not want to do which is exposure he makes her to explain everyone in front of everyone her bleeding and her unclean condition and you can imagine as she starts speaking people shrinking away i'm not gonna touch her she's unclean But then she rushes, she rushes to add that she has been instantly healed. Do you know why Jesus do this? Jesus wants the people in her town and synagogue and temple to know. He wants her family and neighbors to know she is no longer unclean. He wants them to know so they will no longer shrink away from this woman. He wants them to know so they will no longer treat her as an outcast. Jesus wants them to know so they will welcome her back and allow her to worship and to go shopping and visit people and do all the things she would like to do. But she wasn't able to do it for 12 years because of her bleeding. Jesus welcomes her back. Jesus treats her like one of his children. Do you realize what he calls her? He calls her daughter. She probably didn't hear this phrase for the last 12 years. No one would call her daughter. Jesus comes. And before everyone calls her daughter, Jesus treats her as someone important, someone significant, not someone to be avoided at all costs. Jesus stops in to give her his undivided attention. So in Jesus, in Jesus we see God's compassion an interest in someone who thought she was the smallest person in the whole world. And my friends, do we realize what this means? What this really, really means for us today? When someone is touched by Jesus, by grace, through faith, they become one of God's Acceptable people. And we have people today who are as much as an outcast as this woman was in the days of Jesus. And I think of prisoners or ex-prisoners. Think of alcoholics and drug addicts. Abusive fathers and mothers and so on. Plenty of examples. All of these people and more. They are considered outcasts by today's society, today's world. But if they know Jesus, we need to welcome them. If they know Jesus, we need to welcome them. And let me illustrate this by the story I read like, many years ago. This woman, she was absolutely desperate because uh, her son was dying of HIV. And she wanted a pastor to come and pray for him. So, the pastor picked up the phone and this woman tells him what's going on. Can you come and pray for my son? And he immediately say, yes, I'll come. And This, this woman just start, started sobbing in the phone, crying. And the pastor like, what did I do? Did I say something wrong? What's happening? And she said, You are the fifth church I found. Two hung up on me. One refused immediately. And one didn't even answer at all. And I'm sure we can all relate with this kind of situation here. We know stories like this. But you know what? Once someone has been touched by grace through faith they are to be acceptable to you and fully welcomed by the Christian community the church never turns away my friends or at least should never turn away the one who is led by grace the one who is led by the grace of god to repent and to believe regardless of color or race regardless of the sins they have done, regardless of theological or political positions, or never mind, regardless of social and economic class. Once a person has been touched by grace through faith, they are to be accepted and welcomed by the church. That's the reality. And thirdly, Let's move quickly. The woman is also giving peace with God. She's giving peace with God. Her physical healing is symbolic as a, of an inner spiritual healing. Go in peace, Jesus says. And you know, among Jews, by the time of Jesus, this was said as much as the same we say goodbye, right? But from the lips of Jesus, it means much more, so much more. It means this woman by grace and through faith has been given the fullness of Christ's salvation. Not only has her body been healed, not only has she been restored to life in community, but she also been forgiven of her sins and is now promised life everlasting hallelujah what a savior so church it's it's fair to say that by grace and through faith this woman's life has been changed forever it has been changed forever jesus touched her by grace And she responded to him through faith and never again, never again, her life was the same. So now to finish, to conclude, I have one final question to ask. So you can reflect as we go and live our lives. So my final question is, have you, have you met the Master? Has He touched you by grace? And have you responded to Him through faith? Has He changed your life like He forever changed the life of that poor, suffering woman? And my prayer for us, my brothers and sisters, is that you, is that we can say touched me, I met and touched the Master, I mean let's pray Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you because you have touched us thank you because by grace and through faith we have salvation in you Jesus Christ Thank you because you're so powerful. The one simple touch can change everything. Like that simple ch- touch change that poor woman's life forever. Thank you because this can happen. This can happen with us too, Lord. Thank you for being such a great God. Thank you for being such a wonderful God. And take you again. For the salvation we have in your Son Jesus Christ. And we pray all these things in his holy and precious name. Amen.